everyone. I'm back with another fun-filled podcast. And this podcast is, in rep- is supposed to represent my Halloween podcast that didn't get um, pushed through. Basically, I was using um, a software on my computer. It's called Clownfish. I was using it for something else. It was on while I was recording. And I didn't realize that in October when I put it on there, that it would mess up my recording um, on um, Anchor. So this is one of my first few recordings after troubleshooting and realizing that Clownfish was really doing me a disservice. It caused my Anchor um, like recordings to take so long to process. And I learned that that um, messed up my podcast and I had to delete quite a few of them and then the last time I did it I only had a six minute podcast I mean snippet and it worked so I was like okay so when I do about 30 minutes it doesn't work or 29 minutes but when I do it shorter it does and then when I played it back all I was hearing was the weird Mickey Mouse voice so I got rid of it I took it off my computer for now i disabled it so i could use this podcast anyway welcome to gone gone wild i just wanted to let you guys know that officially the podcast will be changing the name will be changing from garden gone wild to ireland gone wild um even though i like garden gone wild i just thought that maybe i need to change it to ireland gone wild because yeah i'm from the islands and you know basically the whole point of it is to make it more closer to what I'm from and try to entice and change my audience. Anyway, welcome to Gone Gone, well, Alan Gone Wild. And this is um, Jay. And basically, this is my Halloween podcast that's three days too late, actually four. Um, And I'm going to be talking about premonitions and dreams. And since I haven't had spooky shit happen to me at all, like really scary, spooky Ouija board stuff, uh, it haven't. It has not happened to me. I've decided that I was going to talk about some dreams that I've had that I thought was interesting that needs to be shared. At least there'll be some kind of documentation of this. So welcome back to Island Gone Wild. And shortly from now, you see that I'll update my thumb, my thumbnail picture and everything. So let's get into the commercial. so I'm back um, and this will be the main body of my podcast I'll be talking about dream premonition so I found a little something something on YouTube once again I have to cite where it comes from it comes from a YouTube channel by the New Yorker this um, particular story was published February 25th 2019 and it's only eight minutes long I'll see if I could play the entire eight minutes but if not that's okay this one is entitled the British um, psychologist who exposed sorry explored paranormal premonition and this is on the New Yorker's like program called The Backstory. I had like a very vivid dream that something was going to go terribly wrong. A plane crash, an avalanche, a death. How would you convey that information? I was reading these books of, of prophecies and premonitions. These collections that tell you kind of creepy stories of, you know, a girl says, 
I'm going to die at four o'clock next Tuesday. And then sits in the chair and dies at four o'clock next Tuesday. And I, I kept coming across little mentions of this thing called the British Premonitions Bureau, an experiment in the 1960s to collect these dreams and misgivings and forebodings to predict and prevent disasters. But the story really begins in October 1966 with a terrible disaster in a, a mining village in South Wales called Aberfan. A huge heap of coal waste um, had been sort of massed on the, on the, on the hillside above the, above the village. There had been weeks of heavy rain and, and, it, and it shifted and then it, it, it slid down the hillside and crashed into this village, including a, a junior school where 116 children were killed um, and 18 houses in the, the village were destroyed. It was kind of this enormous national disaster. And among the people that came to the village the following day was a psychiatrist called John Barker. John Barker worked at a large mental hospital. And, and Barker's this, this fascinating character. On the, on the one hand, he's this classically trained doctor. He'd been to Cambridge, he'd been to St. George's Medical School, he published in The Lancet. And alongside his, his psychiatric practice, he also had this lifelong interest in the paranormal. He came up with the idea of, of something called pre-disaster syndrome, a feeling of suffocation, feeling of kind of dread or sort of borderline depression when something bad was about to happen. And in the sort of chaotic first reports coming out of Ambavan, Barker started to hear of these strange things of people having portents or, or, or hunches or, or bad feelings that, that this was going to happen. Some of these premonitions were really quite specific. It was a story of a little girl who really didn't want to go to school that morning because she had a dream that her school wasn't there anymore. It had been covered in black. And her mother said, oh, don't be so silly, go to school. Um, and she died. Barker was kind of stirred by this and he came up with the idea of what if I tried to collect all the premonitions that there were of Abavan across the country. So he called a contact at the Evening Standard newspaper in London, Peter Fairley. And a week later, Fairley put this appeal uh, in the newspaper. They got 76 replies over the next couple of weeks. And on the strength of those Abavan predictions, Barker and Fairley together came up with this idea of a premonitions bureau to collect dreams and, and bad feelings from the British public on any subject, and then to kind of test those those hunches against against disasters that might happen over the following year. What they tried to do that, that hadn't been done before was to collect premonitions before the event. The way it worked is that you would you'd call the evening standard, you'd be put through to, to Fairley or, or, or to his assistant, and they would log the premonition in a special form that they designed, and they had a date stamp, and then they categorized the premonitions into, into different categories, like air disasters or the royal family or space, these things coming in and trying to match people's dreams against events that were happening around the world. They started the experiment in January 1967. They got 20 in the first 48 hours. And most of the things that, that came in were a little vague. But within a few months, it became clear that there were some contributors who had, who had a pretty good hearing. There were two contributors, um, a man called Alan Hencher, who was a 
switchboard operator for the post office, and a woman called Kathleen Middleton, who was a piano teacher in Enfield in Melbourne. They both had um, premonitions of the, the Avalon disaster, which was how Barker became aware of them. So both experienced physical symptoms along with their premonitions. Hancher complained of a, a dull headache that would, that would grow and grow and grow like a steel band across his head um, that would only be relieved when the, the disaster happened. Middleton seemed to have a, a variety of ways that she experienced premonition. She had dreams, she had these choking sensations, she would see blaze of lights, but she would also claim to, to see numbers or, or, or letters or names of places would also appear to her. So within a few months of the, of the Bureau being set up, things took a, a strange turn. In April of that year, the Bureau had, if you like, its first significant hit where, where Alan Hentress seemed to very accurately predict a plane crash in the Mediterranean. Um, he predicted in March that an airliner would crash with 123 or 124 uh, people on board in the mountains over the Mediterranean. Exactly 30 days later, an airliner crashed um, in Cyprus. And okay, I'm going to stop it there and then I'll continue it when I get to my second story. So I wanted to talk about um, premonitions and not mostly dreams, but I'm going to talk about my first time that I ever recognized that I had a premonition and how it started. So I can't really put the dates together, but this was about 2003, or was it two? I can't remember. I was young, I was 18 years old at the time. I was vacationing at my grandmother's house. And basically what happened was I fell asleep like a normal day it was July, it was the summertime, and I woke up and I couldn't move. So I was having sleep paralysis. Now my grandmother always says some crazy stuff like, oh, the devil's sitting on your chest. Um, so I was pretty scared after I realized what was happening. And the reason why I woke up was because I am in the Caribbean. My grandmother lives in the Caribbean. And it was super, super cold when I got up and I was reaching for my sheets because I thought, well, it was cold as fuck basically woke up once i got out of the trance i looked over and i realized it was about three o'clock in the morning a few weeks or days after i can't remember how far behind this hat came but what happened was i ended up um on a friday evening just staying home watching tv all afternoon until i went to bed and i my 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 grandmother was around and my brother decided to go visit some cousins which he usually did that he always well often went to visit them and played video games for hours um basically i stayed home and just watched tv and he went and played this video game with my cousins and around six in the afternoon maybe five i started having this weird feeling like something bad's about to happen but i'm not fucking sure what like i just felt very energized my body felt very energized like i got like 
shocked by a silent um, lightning bolt. My stomach felt like bubbly, like um, I was about to sit on a test that was scared that I would fail for whatever reason. And it was a bit of foreboding feeling. So I remember getting up and going over to my brother and calling him and asking what he was doing, having casual conversation. Then I told them out of nowhere. It wasn't like this, hey, could you um, not walk home after nine o'clock tonight and just get a ride from my uncle or sleep over? And he didn't really say anything. He said, okay, I want it. He wasn't listening to me. Uh, I called him quite a few times that night, uh, maybe three or four times. Around 11 o'clock, I went to bed. And I remember specifically that I was watching VH1 and they were playing, or about to play, Purple Rain by Prince, the movie. And I'd never seen it before and I didn't feel like watching it at all. So I decided to go to bed at 11. I went to bed and I woke up to the sound of someone like really knocking at the front door. So my grandmother gets up first, she opens it and it's my brother at the door with his eyes bulging out of his head. He's sweating and he's looking like he saw a ghost. And I asked, what happened? What happened? And he said, oh yeah, um, somebody robbed me at gunpoint. And we were kind of terrified, but happy that he made it out of there. Kind of upset that he got all his stuff stolen, like his video games and stuff like that. But we were kind of happy that he didn't, meet his maker or got injured or anything like that but i had some time to stand back from the situation and i was like didn't i tell this guy not to walk and he did he walked anyway and i i was kind of scared by all of this because not scared but i was kind of worried by all of this because I mean, I couldn't figure out why I felt the way I felt and I just let it go and moved on with my life. And that was just one of the first premonition. I've had quite a few, but one of the other strange thing that happened that same year was that I started having bizarre dreams, like dreams that actually came true in their own little way. Okay. And so this is the part where I'm going to transition into my dreams. Because while I could say that I've had quite a few premonition, the dreaming seems to be more pronounced than the actual premonition. And I wanted to talk about a particular dream I had around 2013. So in 2013, I was working overseas in the Middle East and I started working as an analyst and I met my crew of co-workers. We all kind of got along. We're still feeling each other out. It was like a bizarre bunch of crazy people working together. Um, after I got to know everyone, I slowly started to get to know the manager who was from Nigeria. His name was Moses. He was, you know, a, a character basically. Um, at some point during the year of 2013, because I got there in January, um, I had this dream that Moses got married and I, it was a very interesting and in-depth dream. Basically, I dreamt that he got married and the girl he was marrying was from the Balkans or some kind of former Soviet Union country. And we went to the wedding, the people from our job. 
I remember seeing quite a few people who were from my office were there i remember sitting at the wedding and it was in a church and i remember sitting on the left side which is the side that his um that's the side that his friends and family were sitting and the wife's side was on the other side and i remember him getting married and i remember that it was not in his country it was in somewhere in europe and the lady was from maybe kosovo or serbia or somewhere over there anyway I told him about the dream when I had it, like a few days after. He said, nah, he, he'll never get married to a, a Kosovo lady. He basically said he'll never get married to a white lady because he's Nigerian. But I really felt like at this point, I remember he really wanted to get married and have kids. So I don't know. So I never thought about that dream again. Never thought about it at all uh we moved on everybody went their separate ways after a couple of years of doing that job and i never saw from him saw him again i did see that he had a facebook page but i never really i never added him i just didn't care in um january of 2020 i remember asking my co-worker and friend who is also from nigeria if he's ever talked to mr moses he said well no i haven't heard from him but the last i heard is that he was going to nigeria to start a business so i was like okay well he's kind of secretive about his life and who he allows in so you know it is what it is i just asked briefly about him that was last year last january before the corona really got popping out here so um that was it so about the 13th of may 2021 I had a dream and in the dream I was back working in the Middle East but and I was sitting in the one of the offices it was my second year I think in a, in the Middle East it was like 2014 2015 that is something there I dreamt that in the dream I saw my manager Moses and he was in the office walking around like he usually does and then he comes up to me and I told him again. I said, oh, I had a dream they were married. Remember you getting married or something? And I'll just read this because I kept a dream diary. And I said, um, in May of 2021, I had that same dream again. But instead of being at the wedding, I dreamt that I was telling him that he will be marrying an Eastern European woman. It was almost like I went back to 2013 or the few years after that that I spent working in the office with him and I went back to that moment where I once again communicated hey you know Moses I, I remember you had I had a dream that you were getting married when are you getting married um who is the lucky woman because he never really talked about a woman anyway and that was it um I that happened on the 13th of May 2021 in June on June 2nd 2021 I was told by a friend who used to work with me back when Moses was around but she she she's in another location at this point she's working back in Dubai and I was in California and basically she, she was telling me via Instagram private messenger on June 2nd after having the dream less than a month earlier that Mr. Moses passed away and I was like really that is crazy because you know, I haven't thought about him for a while, but I had a dream about him last month. 
And I was wondering how he passed because I thought maybe he had Corona or whatever, because he was a very healthy guy. He worked out a lot and it was shocking to find out that he died because I always see Moses as being immortal and he works out a lot. And he's a really nice guy, even though he had his little kinks. So I found out later on that he passed away in 2019. So almost a year or more when I initially inquired about him in 20, you know, in January 2020 to a friend who we know. And unfortunately, his death was deemed very suspicious. I was told that he drowned in a swimming pool and it was deemed kind of suspicious. And why we thought it was suspicious as well was because he was in the Navy and he learned how to swim. So we thought that somebody might have drowned him or set him up to die. That's immediately what we thought after we heard it was suspicious. Then I started to think about it and I then remember that in the Caribbean, to dream of a wedding is a bad omen, actually. If you dream that you're at a wedding and you see people at a wedding and you're celebrating somebody's wedding, a marriage, it's not a good thing. It's a bad omen. It's an omen that must be recognized and just dealt with and like rational, rationed out. Um, and dreaming of wedding is like correlation to some kind of tragic event in the future or death, some kind of transformation on a grand scale. Now, I didn't think about it back then, but I thought it was odd that exactly less than a month after I had the dream again about Moses, that I learned that he passed away in 2020. Um, it was definitely an ordeal for me uh, to learn about that. And kind of scary and kind of landed on the old hunch that maybe these dreams mean more than what I'm thinking at the time. So I'm going to do one more dream before I cut to the last part of the um, YouTube video I was trying to let you guys listen, in, listen to. So this dream that I'm going to talk about happened on the 28th of March in 2021. And it was a medley of dreams, but I'm going to list two of them. On that night, I had the first dream that I can remember and I woke up and I remembered it. The dream was that the rapper Drake passed away. I didn't know how he passed away. All I know is that social media and everyone all around was saying rest in peace Drake. And then I saw it in the news. And then I saw it when I searched the internet that the Drake that I'm referring to was Drake, the singer, the rapper. And it seemed like it was such a hard thing as well for people to accept because he was such a beloved person a person that um people love to listen to love to um to um emulate and want to be like anyway that was a dream that i had and it kind of stuck with me so i wrote it down that same night i had another dream that i thought was interesting because later on on tiktok i found quite a few videos um, about stuff like this. So this is 28th of March, 2020. Remember that. <clears throat> so the next dream I had was one where I was with a girl walking around a canyon area. Um, maybe in Arizona, New Mexico, somewhere down in the southwestern part of America, where it's dry land. Um, and this girl, I think she was a Native American or Hispanic or something. And I went to visit her and then we met her family and the elders. And then she decided to take me 
to show her to show me like what they do like when she go collect traditional medicine and things so we're walking in this kind of arid des deserty like area and i noticed that there's nothing around it reminds me of arizona or like the grand canyon the southern part where the rocks are like chalky brown like a ochre color reddish color very beautiful but very hot there's no trees there's no vegetation so we go down a hill and as we're walking i can see a river so i'm thinking she's gonna take me to the river because there's shrubs and plants around the river and i thought maybe she wanted to pick them then I realized she said, we're going to go into the river. And I didn't think anything of it. So when I looked at the river from afar, it looked like it was moving really fast, like swift water. But when we got closer, it kind of slowed down, slowed down to like a nice leisurely pace. And I realized how beautiful the water was. The water was incredibly clear. I could look down and see the bottom and he had this magnificent color that was turquoise. Now it seemed odd to me that the river seemed pristine because it so much reminded me of being in the Caribbean and seeing the Caribbean ocean, especially in the summertime. Now I looked down and this girl was heading into the river and I, I got scared. Like she was telling me to jump. So I held on to her hand and I remember being kind of worried. I remember jumping and my hand slipping away from hers and going down into the water and then coming back up like a cork. I think it was about 30 feet, 40 feet deep. She told me not to be afraid and she said, listen to me, we have to go down. I need you to take one big breath, hold on to me very tightly and I'll take you to where we usually go. So I took one big breath, I closed my eyes and then I opened my eyes and she's pulling me on the water and I get kind of panicky and after a while, I started realizing I could breathe on the water. So breathing on the water became normal and I was shocked. And she said, she started talking to me, but not by her mouth, but telepathically. She said, yes, you could breathe on the water. I want to bring you here so I could see who we interact with and where we get our medicines and food from, especially during the time when life on land is very tough for us and she introduced me to these kind of fish people they were aliens they're not from earth they came from somewhere else and they reside in fresh water and i think some others reside in salt water this is all in my dreams this is not a movie and they look like humans but they don't have any body hair they have arms and legs they're very slender um they don't look like mermaids um, they had web hands and toes and armpits and they have a very soft frontal area in terms of have you ever seen a lizard walk on his belly and when you pull it up it has a yellow belly kind of like that but it was a light baby blue and their skin was like this gorgeous turquoise green blue it wasn't scaly it kind of looked like human skin but not really and they had gills and a, a small nose a small mouth huge eyes huge hands and feet kind of a like normal size head and they reminded me of watching hellboy when i did watch it back then they had this guy named abe sapien they look kind of like him actually and i remember they were such gentle nice whatever they are creatures or aliens we 
collected the medicine and the things that we needed for the for her family and then we sat around we talked and we played games and we ate some of their food and it felt so welcoming like a place where nobody had to work everybody was um had access to everything and basically they told me that they've been here for millions of years just as long as the river has been here and they said that they help out the native american people because when they first interacted with them it was never any violence they were all calm and what they did is they will offer them food and sustenance and medication but also knowledge about the universe and the earth and so i remember in the dream we were there we we're playing with the kids and then the sun was setting because we were there for quite some time over five hours and I remember telling the girl, oh my God, I wish we could stay. I was like, can I stay? Can I stay? And she was like, no, you can't. I'm sorry, because once the sun starts setting, they disappear. They go into another realm that we as humans can't see. And their magic wears off as of us. And if we stay on the water in these caves or too deep on the water when that happens, we will drown. So at this point, we have to leave and go back to the shore. And I remember leaving and saying goodbye and swimming off with this girl. And then I woke up from the dream. That was a very strange dream, wasn't it? I mean, the, both were very strange, but it wasn't anything that I could really reach out at and grab and say that this is true. But I found that, um, you know, I found that I've heard a lot of stories about various sea creatures, sea aliens and things like that, whether good or bad, who have been on earth for a very long time. And if you go on TikTok, you can find videos um, of people talking about mermaids and different animals who live on land, not on land, in the sea and help human out and who are friendly. Uh, and no, that's the end of my dream that dream and i'm going to transition now into going back and doing the youtube video because i want you guys to hear the rest of it next day henshaw called barker in the middle of the night and said um, i've been worried about you all day and Barker said, why? And, and Henshaw told him that his life was in danger um, and that he should watch out. And, and Barker said, do you think I might meet with some kind of fatal accident? And, and Henshaw said, yes. You thought deeply about what happens when someone gives you a troubling prophecy of your own future and suddenly he's, he's presented with his own one. By the summer, both Henshaw and Middleton were, were warning Barker that his, that his life was in danger. She wrote to the Premonitions Bureau saying, I think this could, this could signify a death. I've been in a trance all day. And then Barker had a stroke, had a brain hemorrhage three weeks later. The rational explanation for Premonitions is that they're, they're just coincidences. There are things like the law of large numbers, which is why someone wins the lottery every week. It seems impossible, but someone does it every week, and that's because with a large enough population, these chances are, are, are not so high. 
it's quite a frightening idea to live a life in which chance is so powerful. It's extremely human to kind of to make connections between events that aren't necessarily there or to find meaning where there isn't any. And it also helps us to make sense of our lives. But the subject of kind of premonitions, it's one of these things that nearly everyone has experienced or knows that they've experienced. Well, I obviously got my hair cut for this video. A guy called Anthony cuts my hair. And um, I was telling him this story. And yeah, it was just straight away this kind of unbelievable story of him And um, when he went in, the medium just started going like this, just started tapping his jaw. And, uh, and later that day, um, Anthony cracked that tooth. Uh, and they just started kind of firing around the barbershop, everyone telling their stories of, 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 of premonitions and other kind of paranormal incidents. It's on the edge of science, it's on the edge of religion, it's on the edge of our, of our understanding. It's dangerous for that reason, it's threatening for that reason. And I think that, that Barker was desperately trying to approach it as, as a medical problem, even while at the same time he could see that it was more than that. Okay, folks, um, that was it. And that was um, the last part to the uh, psychiatrist in England who had a paranormal premonition team. I'm going to do one more dream and then I'm going to call it quits. This one I'm doing because a few days ago I was looking at something about a sun flare. Basically, when the sun has, I guess the sun has storms sometimes, they push out flares or maybe an eruption or explosion on the sun, which is normal, but the huge ones actually pushes out energy into the, into the atmosphere. And I think sometimes I call them solar storms and they actually have, they actually have, um, like, um, a kind of calendar that tells you when these solar storms are going to happen. They call them geomagnetical storms from sun and it, it usually hits the earth. So sometimes like you get little news reports on that. Basically, um, a few days ago around the weekend of the Halloween, I actually saw a news report where they reported a big solar, um, solar storm, solar flare, geometry, whatever you want to call it, that should have an effect on Earth. I guess the heat and magnitude of it pushing out actually pushes off energy or into the Earth's atmosphere and other planets, and that can highly affect um, electronic devices. Okay, so I had a weird dream about that, um, and I'm trying to scroll through my dream diary. I had a dream about that um, around this year, or was it last year? I can't really remember the time frame. I'm trying to figure it out. And so basically in the dream, I think it was 2020, I was back in my village um, at a friend's house or whatever 
And it was strange because even though it's back in my village, there was people I knew as an adult who never knew me as a child. So this one guy from Africa named CJ was there. So we're in this like house and it was me. And I remember him and quite a few other people I know, but I wasn't really interacting with them. It was mostly him. And so basically he um was chatting with me. And then all of a sudden they were telling me, hey, we got to get ready for the um, Aurora storm. And I was like, what the fuck is an Aurora storm? And they explained to me that is a G uh, is a, like a solar storm. When it happens, it's like the sun has a explosion that pushes out energy and it takes a few days to get to us anyway. So once it gets to us, it causes mayhem. And so they basically said that it, it messes up electronic devices and anything that has to do with phones and signals. And so if you have a microwave in your house, even if you plug it out of the wall, it might still work or it might not work at all. And some things don't work. Like the solar storm totally breaks them. Electric cars and things like that break down and things just doesn't work normal. So when solar storms are around, you have to just stay inside, lock your doors and stay inside. So they also said the one shitty part about it is it actually reanimates the dead. So basically people have died less than 24 to 48 hours or whatever will come back to life, but they're not really alive. They're kind of animated like zombies. So I was like, oh my God, that's fucking terrible. And so they were just explaining it to me. And basically I just thought, well, this is just kind of odd. So he said, we're preparing for one. So let's just sit down inside, close the doors and whatever. So I was like looking outside and noticing that it was daytime and the cloud sky got overcast, but the weather wasn't cold. It was very gloomy and gray. And it basically had... It basically had like no clouds, um, no wind, nothing. It was like a doldrum. And all of a sudden we saw the electronical devices going off and on, clicking, switching, going in and out. And then um, I'm like, oh shit, it's starting. And of course we did see corpses reanimated. It got so bad because the storm was lasting a few hours and it's usually a few minutes that we had to vacate the house that we were in and travel by uh, using a diesel truck to go up in the mountain to just fucking sit down and relax for a while. And I remember the dream ending like that. And I think I really wanted to talk about that dream because, oh, it's bad. it was for Halloween, this podcast. But also the fact that I did hear that the Aurora storms or the geomagnetical storms are things that actually happen. And I heard some news about it recently and I wanted to kind of describe it. But here we are again. Let me play this. A massive solar storm erupts on the sun, sending billions of energetic, electrically charged particles hurtling towards Earth. Interfering with satellites, disrupting navigational systems, knocking out power grids. Sounds like science fiction. It's not solar activity is ultimately having an impact on our technologies that we use every day. 
It's the job of research scientist Robin Fiore to study the behavior of the sun and provide a warning system for when something big is about to take place. So whenever there's a magnetic storm and we have an explosion of energetic particles coming from the sun, these will interact with the Earth's magnetic field. They call it a coronal mass ejection or CME and the visible manifestation is a beautiful aurora borealis. But not everything is pretty about their impact. They cause a strong perturbation that can cause currents to be induced in long conductors like power systems. And the impacts of this can be quite wide ranging from voltage fluctuations within operating parameters to ex more extreme events where we would see a blackout of the system. Charged particles from solar flares are pulled in by the Earth's magnetic field and drawn towards the North and South Pole, so we are at a greater risk. Canada is one of the countries that's most vulnerable to the impacts of solar activity and space weather. This keeps Fiori and her colleagues at the Canadian Hazards Information Service busy. So we have satellites located near and above the Earth, and we have ground-based instruments as well. And these help us to look at the impacts of the solar activity on our magnetic field and also on the upper atmosphere and ionosphere so that we can look at potential impacts to the systems on and near the Earth. It's about to get old. Okay, I'm just going to stop it there. But after I had this dream, the rover storm, storm thing, I started looking it up, trying to see um if there's any truth to it and the only thing i could find was um that was that um is this kind of um storm that is described as it was in that piece that i just provided a few minutes ago but it said nothing about reanimating corpses i don't know what part of that came into my mind but I'm wondering, is there any truth to any of the dreams? Anyway, this is the end of my podcast. I wasn't going to go too long into this because I actually don't have the time. Um, this weekend, I'm going to work on a few more um, podcasts and update my actual podcast, change it to Island Gone Wild and rebrand myself and see what the hell becomes of this. I actually really like doing the podcast, but sometimes when I sit and talk, I just kind of lose focus and it's only me who do this so at times it's hard but thank you for anyone who listens to this crap <laughs> there's nothing really much going on here um yeah so those are some of my dreams and this is all I can provide for Halloween it's super late but um thanks for listening and I'll be back soon